Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ace Football Academy. Coach Hamilton here alongside Coach Dunham, as always. And this is the August 25th edition of the World Soccer Roundup. Coach, we started a new last week. New season's kicking off. EPL back in form. La Liga, Serie A, everybody's playing now. So we reset our bet. And all is right in the world because I am back on top where I am supposed to be. Although both of us kind of struggled last week, we took some favorites. And the favorites, especially in Bundesliga and Serie A, didn't do us a lot of favors. So you went two and four. I went three and three. So I open up a one-game lead to start yeah, this round I'm of just betting. giving you some false hopes. So good about yourself here. I'll be getting a little warmed up as the season gets rocking and rolling. But yeah, like you said, big leagues, Telling us that it's not going to be clean cut, especially in the Bundesliga. I think La Liga, you're starting to get Barcelona, Real Madrid dominating. It's who's going to be third, fourth, and fifth as that goes along here. Premier League, kind of the same deal. Newcastle played Manchester City very well last week, and that was a very fun game. Liverpool struggling to get started. They don't have a solid midfield buildup yet. Chelsea had a great first game, and then it kind of slumbered in the second game. So it's Everybody's still gelling a little bit. Just that first season jitters all around the world in their leagues. And I'm excited to see some mix-ups in these bigger leagues this season. All right, Coach, let's dive right into La Liga. Got a little interesting match here with, with Villarreal and Barcelona here in La Liga. Barcelona is a half-goal favorite with an over-under of two and a half. I think it's clear Barcelona is the favorite. Only a half goal league here is kind of surprising. Villarreal had a decent year last season. I don't know if they picked up anybody new, but Villarreal get a draw out of this and get a point. It's possible that you both expect Barcelona to win this. I'll go with Barcelona. I think both will probably, but I'm curious if Villarreal can pull off a draw on this. Yeah, I'm taking Barcelona and I'm taking the minus a half goal too. I think Barcelona rolls here. Absolutely. Bundesliga, ESPN and ESPN Plus, SC Freeburg versus Werder Bremen. That is a mouth. Werder Bremen. Well, don't you know you're German? W's or V's? W's or V's. Werder Bremen. And what a mouthful that is, but they are squaring off this weekend in Bundesliga. And Freeburg is a half goal favorite with an over under of two and a half. Yeah, this would be an interesting match here. SC Freeburg finishing in the top five last year, competing to get in the top four. I believe they'll probably do that again this season, along with Union Berlin. Werder Bremen, not a bad team. They're still a top 10 table. I feel SC Freeburg will probably pull this off. Another opportunity for a possible draw. I'm taking Freeburg to take this game. Yeah, you know, Freeburg is one of those teams that we kind of mentioned in the preview episode we did. Are they ready to take that next step? And instead of competing for the seventh and eighth spot, are they ready to compete for, you know, the fifth and fourth spot? And don't know if they're quite there yet, but I, I agree with you. I think they win this game. Serie A, CBS Sports, and Paramount, we have Torino and, S and AC Milan. Excuse me. AC Milan is a half-goal favorite with an over-under of two. We are following AC Milan closely because of Christian Pulisic. Yeah, this is going to be a great match here. So AC Milan kicked off for their left off last season. They 
manhandled their game last week against Bologna. Christian Pulisic had a amazing he did. debut goal yeah. for AC Milan. And I would love to see him continue that trend. But AC Milan was just on point. There was no let off from last season. Their new players have already gelled. Hope they continue, have no drop-offs in the future games. But AC Milan looks amazing, and I'm going with them here. Yeah, I, again, we're, we're boring this week, Coach. I'm going to take AC Milan as well. I would love, you know, the whole Chelsea-Christian Pulisic thing was always just kind of weird and random and just never really clicked. So I hope he has a lot of sex, a lot of success at Milan, and I am taking them as well. In the English Premier League, coach, before we dive into a couple of games, we have a little news on that front. Yeah, looks like U.S. Men's National Team player Tyler Adams has completed his transfer to AFC Bournemouth. So another big time U.S. player getting into a big league. AFC Bournemouth has a new coach. They've had a couple decent games. They didn't get the wins in there, but they look pretty strong. And I'm assuming Tyler Adams is going to come in here and kind of be their holding mid, just like he does with the Miz national team. And it'll be interesting how well he plays into the, the Bournemouth uh, philosophy. Just as we mentioned before, and we even talk about around here at our level, so important to be playing in a competitive league. And... Not leagues where you're going to win ten to nothing every night, and not leagues when you're going to where you're going to lose ten to nothing every night. You know you got to play in leagues that are going to challenge you and make you better as a player, and that seems to slowly be becoming a trend for the U.S. men's national team. And I don't think the signing is going to make AFC Bournemouth a top table team, but they're going to challenge some games throughout the season and they're going to score some points so it's going to be a nice transition for Tyler Adams I hope him the best of luck definitely um, our first game of the EPL is going to be league leading Brighton versus West Ham coach yeah. I know it's early but Brighton sits atop the table with six points and a six goal differential advantage so I think when we had our Premier League preview, one of the teams I called out was Brighton. They were my Newcastle from last season. I think Brighton's going to be that team this year. They just have that philosophy that is unexpected and very nice flow to their game. They've obviously have already gelled through this season. I look forward to Brighton really challenging for possibly a top five this year. Hope they pull it off, but that means one of our teams He's going to be dropping out. Absolutely. So I'm curious how this season's going to go. Yeah, and, you know, on the other side of things, West Ham has opened well as well. Tied Bournemouth 1-1 in opening weekend. And then um, beat Chelsea 3-1 last weekend. So kind of handled Chelsea. Again, well, uh, you know, we love kind of bashing on Chelsea a little bit. So, <laughs> so we like it that they are already showing some struggling signs. But West Ham playing good soccer to kick off the season as well. I've made you pick first the past couple matches, so I'll go first this time. I have a pretty good inkling. I know what you're going to do. I'm hoping I'm going the opposite here. And I will take... I was just getting ready to take West Ham, but I think I'm going to take a draw now. I'm going to take a draw here. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely sticking at Brighton. They're kind of my go-to this season. You know me, I'm a Liverpool fan, but I always have another team I'm kind of following as they go along. Last year was Newcastle. It's your off up on Brighton. I'm going to take Brighton on the win on this. Even though West Ham have a great coach, 
and David Moyes, but Brighton is just, they fired an all cylinder in both games. So I'm taking Brighton. Speaking of your team, Liverpool, and your second favorite team last season, Newcastle, they are playing this weekend, coach. The line there is a pick on with an over under of three. I'm going to hop back real quickly because I don't know if we gave the line for that Brighton West Ham match. Brighton is a goal favorite with an over under of three. But here in the Newcastle Liverpool matchup, coach, it is a pick em with an over under of three. I'm really concerned about Liverpool right now. They did bring in a new central defensive midfielder. So who pushes Alexis McAllister up into his attacking position, more natural spot for him. I wasn't really impressed with Endo last week. Castle has looked amazing in the last two games. They are the real deal. And I feel like I need to take Newcastle. I, I'm just not getting good vibes at a Liverpool. I think both teams are going to score. In the end, I think Newcastle just has that the better flow to their game already in sync. And so, unfortunately, hate saying this. I'm going to take Newcastle to win this game. Yeah, you know, I thought Liverpool looked look much better last weekend. And, of course, competition maybe was a step down in Bournemouth. You know, they actually fall behind very quickly. Bournemouth scores in under five minutes, you know, up 1-0. Liverpool kind of slowly but steadily takes control of that game. They do lose McAllister on a red card. However, that got released. Yes, that's exactly what I was just going to say. We'll just get a a yellow card addressed to him as far as the books go, but they would have lost Alexis McAllister for this game. That is, I mean, they've got Curtis Jones that can come in there. He's got Newcastle. You need your stars on the field. You do. And I, so, you know, that, that's what, exactly what I was going to say. Despite losing McAllister in the 58th minute, they still were able to not only hold that 2-1 to one lead, they actually ended up adding to it to go up 3-1. to one. So I thought they looked much better last weekend, but I agree with you. I think this is Newcastle's game to lose, and I don't think they do that. I'm taking Newcastle as well. Looking forward into the MLS. Coach, we kind of laid off the league matches last weekend because big night last night, well, depending on when you're listening to this, big night on Wednesday night for the MLS with the U.S., the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup semifinals. The FC Cincinnati Inter-Miami match. Coach, despite the outcome, it was everything we wanted it to be. FC Cincinnati jumps out to a 2-0 lead. Really, truly, as you and I, and you especially pointed out to me, they really dominated that game till about the 75th minute. And then things started to go poorly. You know, Miami scores three straight, two in regulation to send it to extras. In extras, they score again. You and I both at that point thought it was over. Um, Kubo is able to tie it up even later, goes into PKs. And we'll get into that in just a minute, but Inter Miami is able to win in penalty kicks. So, like you said, it was an exciting game from start to finish. Um, even though SEC looked like the better team on the field, majority of the game, Inter Miami still was right there the entire time. What we are all concerned about was was Lionel Messi going to do his match? And really, as far as the gameplay went, SC Cincinnati swarmed him. Every yes. time he touched the ball, yeah. he really get really clear opportunities too much. He did a lot of distributing, which he knew he had to do anyway, but gave him a, a bad South free kick. That first goal. Two. 
and you get Messi a free kick anywhere around the box, probably at this level. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably going to put it where it needs to be. And that doesn't even bother me. What bothers me the most is at the end when it was two to one, probably a minute, minute and a half to go in the game. And Sergio Santos has the ball on the sideline. And he tried to make a through ball to go score a goal. Why are you not taking the ball to the corner? And said that game was going to be over. And sure enough, lose it. They come down. Counters. Game up, and for me, the game was over. Yeah. The momentum was completely into Miami. Yeah. I'm shocked that SEC scored in overtime, but it was a frustrating game. And if I'm Pat Noonan, I'm questioning my decisions as far as the substitutions go. My gameplay was perfect. That's what. I think that's what bothers me the most about this game is the game plan was almost flawless. And then he makes some really questionable subs. I thought, I mean, look, I, I know he was tired. I didn't know you mentioned that he was hobbling a little bit. But unless he was hurt, I think you have to look at somebody like Luca Acosta in a game like that and say, you got to go, man. I'm sorry. You know, I, I can't pull you. And... You know, he pulls both two, three strikers and puts in Santos. And it just, everything just, it was just wild. The ending of that game, the way the SC Cincinnati handled the end of that ending of that game was awful. And then it does get to PKs, and we have Nick Haglin taking a penalty kick. Yeah, that, that frustrates me to know you and I. Which, have, by the way, the only one we missed. You and I have major. I understand he's a big dude and he's great out of the air. He's just not fast enough for that game. He makes a lot of mistakes. He's the reason for a lot of goals scored against FCC. He doesn't um, mark well. He just And just like you said on substitutions here, why are you taking your superstars? Why is Luco, excuse me, Acosta coming off that field? Unless he can't walk yeah, at all. You're playing that entire game because he's your playmaker. I mean, you know, he doesn't come off the field. Messi doesn't come off the field. No, he does not. I mean, you know, I just, I, as a coach, and I'm sure Pat Noonan is frustrated with himself and those decisions, but as a coach, I would be sick, and I would be apologizing to my team this morning saying, hey, that's on me. I'll let that get away from me. There's going to be a lot of apologies going around that entire locker room. That night and the following day, because they let go of a final. Yeah. And now Inter Miami probably going to win another. They're going to face the Houston Dynamo, who outdid Real Salt Lake. I believe it was three to one. And I believe Real Salt Lake had a player ejected from that game. You and I did not watch that game. I was, it was so frustrated. Pretty late yeah. night, and we were so beyond <laughs> rationing out the FCC game, but. And full expect in Miami to take another championship this season. Absolutely. Coach, the NWSL is back underway. Of course, we've been talking quite a bit about the Challenge Cup. The semifinals are set. They will be September 6th with finals on the 9th. But this weekend, getting the U.S. Women's National Team back into the fold of things, getting those players back on the field, Seattle. We don't know if they're going to be back on the field or not. Rosters haven't been released yet. I'm interested to see what teams do. I'm sure it'll be different here and there. But the game we are looking at are a game that many national players come from. 
with the Washington Spirit and the Portland Thorns. I fully expect every player returning to their uh, league teams are going to be playing. Not because their teams need them. I think it's more of a confidence thing. It was such a frustrating World Cup as a player. They're going to want to come back and get that belief that they can still get things done on the field. So, Sophia Smith is going to need to score goals. Alex Morgan needs to score goals. Lindsay Horan is going to get out there to redeem anything she felt she lacked as far as a leader. So, a lot of those players, it's a going to be confidence building. Let the World Cup be left behind them and kind of move forward to the rest of their career. We don't have this one highlighted, but I said it was big. It's actually a good matchup. Portland Thorns first, Washington Spirit in fourth. It's a fun matchup. So we, again, they don't release their rosters until really the day of the game, sometimes the night before. So we don't know who exactly is playing. The history of this game between these two teams says the Portland Thorns win. They've won, I think, like three of the last four in this meet in this matchup. So let's pick it. I'm yeah, first three goals. I'm gonna go with history. I'm gonna take the Portland Thorns. If everybody plays, I think they're just too talented from top to bottom. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Sophia Smith and a few others on the Portland Thorns, they're they're really a stacked team. Washington Spirit was slowly climbing the table before yeah. the World Cup started. So they're getting things together here. I'm going to go against it. I'm probably going to take a draw here. Yeah. Because it's going to be that kind of game. Yep. So I'm going to stay with the draw. Okay. I think it's going to be just an evenly matched game. And it's going to be a deal buyer. I want to take a draw on this. This is the World Soccer Roundup brought to you by the Ace Football Academy. I am Coach Hamilton alongside Coach Dunham as always. Coach, let's not spend a ton of time here because we want to talk some U.S. women's national team stuff. But Spain are your world champions, beating England one to nothing in a fun match. But Spain really kind of overpowered England for most of the match here. Yeah, there was no question yet two of the top-ranked teams of that tournament in the final. Spain, they were the same. Every game. The yeah. flow of the game yep. was just getting in the box in the offensive third and putting the ball in the box. Their ball movement and their off-the-ball movement was really fun to watch. Being truly the better team here. England had their chances. They just could put things away, unfortunately for them. But a well-deserved game from Spain. First World Cup title for them. And England? They were in the semifinals, the last World Cup. Now they make it to the finals this World Cup. Can they move it to the next step in the following World Cup and take the whole thing? They've got the talent. Coaches, top level as well. Congratulations to Spain, though. Absolutely. Congratulations. Let's switch years here. Let's talk U.S. Women's National Team. Of course, a couple storylines that we can hit on here. I guess the biggest one for me is actually the story that I forwarded you. Some of these players are coming out. Yep. Lindsay Horan being the most vocal about Adonofsky not properly preparing them for that game. I mean, in the interview I sent you, she basically said in the game against Sweden, which of course that we know they end up losing in PKs, but she basically said in the game against Sweden, we did what we wanted. Which is unbelievable. If that's really true. Yeah. I mean, that, that's... Players, 
we're going to do. And the coaches said, okay. Yeah. That, 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 that shouldn't happen. And not at this level. No. And, and I, I don't know. Again, you, we're not there. We don't know. You and I don't coach at that level. But for, I mean, let's not forget Lindsay Green. It wasn't just like she was a player on that team. She was named a captain on that team. And for to her to come out in this article and say those things that she said, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here. I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something to the effect of, yeah, in the game against Sweden, we just, we, we didn't want to play that 4-3-3 anymore. We knew it wasn't effective. So as a team, we did what we wanted to do. I would love to see some other high-level players come out and back that up. Mm-hmm. I need Alex Moore come out and say, you know what? We knew the 4-3-3 wasn't working. We made it clear that we're not playing that. We need... Megan Rapinoe, who's very vocal, yeah, to come out and back that up. More players are saying that it means the Andonovsky decision was a failure from the start. And let me follow that up. Now they're looking for a new coach. We knew Andonovsky was going to resign. And I will read some articles and hear some things about, not that certain gender should matter in their decisions, but there's quite a few people I'm hearing that it should be a woman that comes in as an ex-head coach for this. Well, that's where the U.S. have had their most success. I mean, Jill Ellis is probably the most successful women's or U.S. women's coach that we've had. And Paige Sunbird? Yeah, something. Yeah, something. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. You know, I, I guess now for them, they turn their attention to the 2024 Olympics and... This kind of goes, and I think what you wrote here, I think this goes back, this is a great question. Is the U.S., has the U.S., has the rest of the world caught up to the United States of America in women's soccer? Or do you think this was a Ananoski system of play thing and we will get back to seeing the United States that we're used to seeing in 2024? I still believe the women's talent is still top of the ladder. However, I believe other countries are right there with us. The Germanys, the Spains are definitely there now. England, Sweden's always been there. There's teams that if they're not right with us, they're right behind us. And the gap is significantly less than what it used to be in the previous years. Has Sweden knocked us out of the last two tournaments? Question, I don't recall. Can't recall who knocked us out of the last Olympics, but I swear that's I think, a good question. I think Sweden possibly could have been. All right, coach, real quickly, the U.S. men's national team, not a ton going on there, but they do have a couple friendlies coming. Yeah, I'm looking forward to these. You can catch these games on TNT. First game up September 9th. That is a Saturday. The game will start at 5:30 Eastern time. That'll be against Uzbekistan. And then following that will be that following Tuesday, September 12th, 8.30 Eastern Time, and they'll be playing Oman. It'll be fun to see them back on the field again. Disappointing in for the U.S. women. So get the men back on the field, see what they see what they got. And fun night here, Coach. A lot of soccer going on right now. Again, wrapping up the World Cup. The men getting ready to kick off. All the leagues are back in play. So a fun time to be a soccer fan. Guys, if you have enjoyed this episode, please make sure you are downloading and listening to all of our episodes on your favorite uh, podcast. 
And please, please, please go in and give us a five-star rating. It helps us out. It'll help you out. And we would greatly appreciate it. We thank you for tuning in. This is the World Soccer Roundup brought to you by the Ace Football Academy.